1: out of nowhere he just points her out and he's like i bet you used to be a fatty oh
2: <sighs>
1: it was so terrible Ugh.
2: i mean I did, my first day at uh my first day at my new job this week uh mm-hmm. i so the, oh, one, you. one of the guys that i work with uh, uh 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 who's now a peer i worked for him before he oh. i guess hadn't seen me so like I also have to mention like I lost at one time I was like 360 pounds and then I lost like 2017 and I lost I got down to like 260 so it's like a 100 pound Mm -hmm. loss it's a big big leap well he saw me probably at like my maximum weight loss right Mm -hmm. now I fluctuated a little bit up and down but like currently I'm probably like down like 10 15 pounds something like that right Hey, he goes. First day I walk in, he was like, "Damn boy, you got big." And I was like, "That was the first thing he said as I walked in on Tuesday morning." Like, "Damn boy, you got big." I was like, "I think it's just... I think it's just the shirt." I, by
3: the way, your your, your neighbor uh, Jimmy O'Connell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure last time I saw him was 80 pounds ago. <laughs>
2: Hey, you know, I guess fatness is relative to when the last time you saw the person, right? Because if you saw them when they were really fat and they were like, maybe they lost 100 pounds but gained 50 back, in their mind, damn, you look great. But in his mind, I looked like fucking shit because he had seen me at a slightly lighter weight.
1: I'm a woman, so my weight never changes. And if you say it does, fucking kill you. (laughs)
3: All right. It took it me was... forever to find this movie <laughs> reference joke that I wanted to make for the podcast, but I finally found it.
2: Okay. Well, with that being said, welcome to Quality Time, everyone. I'm your host, Eric Woodworth. I'm joined uh, first by my birthday boy brother here in the flesh. Give it up for my uh, for my bro, Jeremy P. Fifty who are years you're old. Talking about? Oh my God! Who is this? is this? Adrian Brody. It's me, Adrian Brody. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Hey, how are all you, doing uh, During the day, are you, just, <laughs> are you just are you Adrian Brody? If like he was in a Mel Brooks movie, like Adrian Brody. <laughs> <laughs> all just right. Talk. That was it's good. Like I was retarded in the village. Oh, okay. I forgot about that. And uh, you, you know, Adrian Brody. Well, our our other host of the show here who we're about to introduce uh she doesn't get drier any more than when hearing her your voice give it up for the very lovely very talented miss ashley pontius ashley how are you
1: i'm not ashley uh, <laughs> i'm sorry who's joining us on the program i'm i'm, I'm adrian uh, brody in the pianist
2: <laughs> oh my god it's adrian brody's pianist in the penis <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: me and Ashley Just were talking
3: before he... Penis, even though you love playing on it all the time <laughs> I'm Harvey Keitel oh my god Harvey Keitel's on the show hey, now we're out Harvey of control Keitel
1: from the penis <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Eric can be the predator fuck
2: are
0: you what's up
2: I'm the predator. <laughs> oh man, I you know I'm just excited that we're all can join here today on another wonderful Sunday. A little gloomy outside, but you know what? I'm happy because some of my favorite people are all right here in one place for quality time. Um, I want to take Suns you guys. in my heart, just like Elton John. <laughs> I it was an eventful week for uh for me and Jeremy, but I, I got to take you back first to Wednesday of this week. Okay, Wednesday I got an impromptu show at Magooby's Joke House, uh, a private show uh, where Tommy Simbazo is going to headline, and I am going to feature. And it's just a two comic show for twenty five people of a company that when we showed up clearly did not want to be there. Like they are being held hostage at a work party at Magobie's joke house,
1: like a team building exercise, yeah,
2: yeah, so it's like also it's a lot of people who you know if you say something funny, whether it's good or not, well they're looking around like, should I even laugh at this right now? That's fucking Karen from h r behind me, you know, so yep. it was a weird mm-hmm. situation, um I did not do well. <laughs> the only person who was consistently laughing was my sweet friend Tommy Simbazo, who's watching the dick he's about to go eat in a second go (laughs) after after every joke (laughs) like this so uh eventually uh tommy goes up he has to go do his time and uh you know like he you know it was it was work so first i go back to the wits bar after that happens i was just like and there's a bunch of he's like hey how'd you do i was like really had to work god That was a whole 25 minutes I really had to actually do something. I was like, you guys get it. We're all blue-collar guys over here. So that got a little... I got a bigger laugh out of the people at the wit's end than I did out there. But I come back, and I I, I go to support uh, old Thomas. And then uh, after the show, uh, we're standing in the lobby, okay, of McDoobie's Joke House. And I'm sorry, Jeremy, what is that? It's nose bleeding. Not currently. We'll get to that. Okay so um we are standing in the lobby of mcgooby's joke house and uh tommy is talking about how he's trying to get out of his current apartment by a house uh and it's his house his apartment is uh, covered with mice it has tons of mice having a real jeremy woodworth sitch and this guy comes up from the crowd uh, walks by us and he goes, he's like, "Hey, if you need to get rid of those mice, you should have just had this fellow over here." Points to me and say, "And tell some jokes, they'd be gone in no <laughs> time." I was like, "So, so he heckles me after the show. This guy fucking the shits on way me."
1: To do it. That's the way to do it. I don't. It, it'll hurt me, but I don't want you bothering me during the show. If you want to come up to me afterward and be like, "You fucking suck," I'm like, "That's fair." Like, hey, he did it the right way at least. So,
2: this guy then goes on to see Hey, I, I will say I did enjoy this guy because the company we were performing for, they were uh, they were drug rehabilitation specialists, and he was one of the rehabilitated ones who went on to tell a story about how he used to carry a fanny pack filled with mushrooms and meth. And I gotta tell you, it was a great it was a great time. Um, I'm sure
1: Tommy found a new customer that night. <laughs> yes, hundred percent.
3: I just realized a new song for next week called Fanny Pack Filled with Mushrooms and Meth.
2: Okay. You know, go into the places where normal music won't go. That's what you're here for, Jeremy. I love it.
3: Well, the kids are going to love it because it's like like a Barney song.
1: But yeah, Eric, Jeremy's right now that he's pointed it out. I can't ignore it. What happened to you?
2: <laughs> so I'm glad you asked. Um, it's kind of skipping a, a little bit ahead, I'm but that's sorry. fine. I don't know. I, we're definitely going to mention it. So uh, Jeremy's birthday was yesterday, and um, we went no, to – so well, it was Wednesday technically, yes. But we celebrated your birthday on Sunday. Uh, we had the whole family together and went to Crabtown USA, which is a great little place in Glen Burnie, Maryland. The as I like to call it, the Hawaii of Maryland, Glen Burnie. And we are at Crabtown, which is a nice seafood restaurant, but it also has a full '80s style arcade within it, with every type of I don't know what do they got? Probably like seventy arcades arcade and pinball machines up there, Jar. Something around there?
3: Probably about uh sixty percent is real classic um eighties. And uh they got some newer stuff. They got the Mandalorian, they got the Star Wars, they got the um the new kiss. They don't have a Metallica yet though. But they do have, a hard one to get have, they do have an arcade game for the nineties. Known as
2: Clacks, so I saw Clacks over there, but I didn't want to get wedged into between a whole bunch of people. I instead, played Area Fifty One with my sweet daughter Susie, where we got very far. We got so far into Area Fifty One, she was like, "I don't want to play anymore," and <laughs> so yeah. I had to abandon it. <laughs> so uh, I then, uh, well, when I was getting ready to go that day, um, I was I, I go shower up and I I shave in the shower. Uh and I shaved, you know, just by feel. You just feel around and you just you fucking shave and you do your thing. Well, something happened on one of them. my razor flipped up and unbeknownst to me, I went to go get my lip and instead it was pointed straight up and I just scraped the whole bottom edge of my nose off over here. Uh, so there I just took a giant chunk out of it and I, I felt it I was like oh that hurts like the dickens the next thing I know the shower is covered with blood I am pumping blood into the fucking shower I'm like god alright I gotta fucking stop this up so I get out I put a towel on it and then have to rinse the rest of my blood down to try to not make it look like a murder scene and I'm like okay well maybe you know I, I can't really see how big the cut is because there's so much blood and I'm like what if I just I'll just take a little fucking square toilet paper and just put it right there i touch it to (laughs) it it immediately just completely melts off of my face like a stamp that's been licked too many times and just like i was like oh that's not i guess that's not gonna do it so i'm like fuck and it's like time to go so i'm like i kind of shove a big piece of toilet paper like in my nose to like kind of catch the drip here and it's it's doing okay we get ready. We get in the car. I'm like, oh my like, God, I'm fucking still bleeding like a lot out of my nose right now. We get to the thing and I'm like, all right, maybe maybe it's good. And, and so oh, I pop no. I pop it out real quick. <laughs> and the wife looks at it. She's like, put it back in. Hurry. I was like, shit. And so I uncorked it for a second. It starts bleeding profusely again. But now I got to walk into a restaurant, right? So... <laughs> yeah, I'm wearing my I'm wearing my mask and we're like we're waiting for our table. I was just like uh, I all of a sudden pulled down. I was just like, yeah, I'm having a little problem. I showed Jeremy. She's like, oh, oh my god, why is there so much blood in there? <laughs> so Jeremy's freaked out by how much blood I'm spewing into my mask right now. Um, while we're waiting for a table, we go play video games I and I literally. No, it, there's, like, nobody wearing a mask except for his
3: family after waiting to be seated. And Eric's, like, pulls down his mask to show a little bit of blood on a tissue. And I thought he was just joking. Like, oh, okay, you're just making a joke because, you like, maybe you scratched your, you picked a booger or something. It's like, no, I don't want to see it. And he's serious. He really fucked himself up. I can see it from the camera. Like I could. So tell. Right. sitting at the table with a big fucking wad up his nose. <laughs> so yeah. Whoa.
2: Now we're now we're eating, right? And so the the table situation. Jeremy's at the far end of the table, and I'm down <laughs> here with my family with with uh sweet Erica and uh, Jane and Sue, my kids. Well, we I get to the point finally. Where I've stopped the bleeding, I took a big piece of chapstick and I just stuck it on my nose like this, and it kind of stopped it up. But I'd still have to dab it every couple of minutes. So I was mm-hmm. like, "But at least it wasn't like running down my face and dripping." So mm-hmm. we get like, like a boxer slash uh, rugby trick of chapstick, much like
3: Vaseline, like when yeah, like every, every single Irish boxer just bleeds like a stuck pig
2: pretty like. much yeah you know we, we gotta figure out something usually if I ever got a bloody nose in a game I would just take we, we would carry tampons with us because that's the best thing to shove up a broken nose it fucking soaks up everything and it widens while it's in there so it helps you breathe when it takes it when you take
1: it out it does but it only sucks though just because you got the outside though I know that must be really tricky because it's yeah. not inside the outside um, so-
3: I've, I've, I've wanted to make the new Rocky film but Rocky won't be Italian. He'll be Irish, and he will literally be a, a, a fighter that literally is like a fucking fountain when he fights. And the only reason he wins is he sprays so much blood into the other boxer's <laughs> face and eyes. That's the only reason he wins. He's like, oh, look at the look at the fountain of blood he's spraying into the. Just watching I'm, like a fucking bar show.
1: Thing. I'd rather see the fighter, but instead of Christian Bale, it would be you and or Eric because you both leak blood clots like there's no tomorrow out your nose. So <laughs> it's, just, it's a brother story. Like one of you has a drug problem. The other has an uncontrollable bloody nose. He's, he's, that, he's over- the first
2: white Irish boxer that has sickle cell anemia. So he just <laughs> he can never stop bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> hemophilia, Eric. Is that hemophilia? What's sickle cell? Not
1: sickle cells are no, no, you have I, I think no lots normal of blood of cells. They look, they look like dented. They look weird. Interesting. They are normal blood cells. Hemophilia is when you cannot stop bleeding when you get oh, cut. Wow,
2: that. Like, so so like if I w- could tell you just real quick, Jerry, that's really weird because I cut somebody out of my life he was a hemophiliac and i thought it was that meant he fucked kids so i have been i was a real monster to that guy (laughs) um anyway no but there's a better part of the story okay now as we're eating dinner um i'm bleeding all of a sudden jane just loses a tooth She's, she's a kid she loses it. so now she's losing hey she's also bleeding now and now she's also dabbing herself and has a bloody tissue at the table so for, at our end of the table it's just pure, it is just a show of gore at our end of the table we just have people bleeding out of their mouth and nose it's COVID we're living in a pandemic place we're just the trash people of this of Crab Town which is already a low bar of of, of villainy word. right that is not what I thought you were going to tell she was cleaning <laughs> up and she goes no <laughs> just blood. so we're sitting there and just covered in blood and then at the other end our, my psoriasis ridden brother is for one time not the grossest person out of he's three on the list right now which is amazing and a, and a birthday wish that only we could we could give you brother. so uh, really good times at crab town I loved it, Jeremy. What did you think of your birthday? And would you like to? Are you using your new present right now? No, I, I was <laughs> last night and actually got it hooked up to the internet, and that's as far. <laughs> as far okay, as far cool, I like really cool. <laughs> so,
3: uh, the the good thing uh, about any birthday, Woodworth birthday, is uh, we don't even do the regular happy birthday song. We do the. The camp song, death, happy birthday
2: song. Yeah, the happy birthday, grief, uh. misery, and despair. People dying everywhere. Happy birthday. Uh. It always gets a good pop. Now, hey, do you want to know something else that mom said to me? Because uh, I was sitting, I was sitting at the end of the table with mom. She said your 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 favorite. Well, that's Jeremy. That's implied, but the the no. Hey, she she goes, she goes. Hey, you know what else I did for Jeremy's birthday? I cooked him uh, a dozen uh, deviled eggs for his birthday or two dozen and he's like I put hot sauce in him and I know he'll really like him He's like she's like but I left him out in the car cuz I I knew I knew if I brought him out here he'd eat them while we were at the restaurant and I didn't want that to happen. <laughs> Which is true. You wouldn't not eat those deviled eggs at at the restaurant. True or false? Um I would
3: literally just put as many in my pocket try <laughs> to eat them out. <laughs> of my pocket
2: it's just a slip a deviled egg it's just wet
1: well i'm glad it's winter because my immediately thought to myself so she made eggs that are gonna go bad in the car that's cool yeah.
2: <laughs> um but overall wow. it, was a, it was a great time i had i had a really i had a really fun time jeremy at your birthday now after I left you last night, uh, I went and dropped with the fam off, and I went over to Magoobies to go support Tommy Simbazo, who's been headlining uh, all weekend. Shoutouts, to Tommy! And groundbreaking moment happened for me last night. After the show, uh, I go to the Wits End while everybody's getting their of boys. I'll catch you at the bar. So I'm sitting out on the patio, and a turbo, a feminine, black gay man came up to me. <laughs> and he goes he just stops and beelines it makes a right and he goes I just need to tell you and I don't know if anybody's recognized this about you but your fashion sense deserves credit <laughs> I was like what I was like oh now now to tell you what I was wearing it's actually the same t-shirt I'm wearing currently I was wearing a macho man Randy Savage blue t-shirt with a jean jacket and matching Canadian tuxedo right she was. he was just like this is good. And I don't know if it's the art or the artist, but I like both. And he is clearly, um he's clearly flirting with me hard. To the point where I was just like, thanks, bro. I mean, that really means a lot. And he kept implying, he was just like, you know, if you ever want to do a wrestling match with me, 40, <laughs> 40%. He goes, 40% I could take. I was just like, are you so he, I I then I'm like first of all I'm just I'm just happy that I'm wanted more than anything I was like thank you Mr. Gay Man I'm gonna go inside now but it was nice to meet you he goes up on his way and uh, I I go and tell the gang I was like guys I got hit on by a gay guy I was just like I'm ooh maybe he was bear hunting and he was and and Tommy goes he's like you're not really a bear you're more you're too unhairy you're more like a seal so so I'm apparently in the gay world, I should be called a seal. And then number two, Tommy's like, dude, you should have let him blow you. And at the last second, when you're about to buzz, go, no homo.
3: Then- <laughs> glory holes are for You can always think that it's a woman on the other side. So,
2: yeah, exactly.
3: Even better,
1: it is a woman. And you're like, huh, your beard is scratchy. And she's like, oh, my God.
3: Hey, Italian women need love, too.
1: Who said I'm Italian? (laughs) Um, But so I would love.
3: No problem.
1: (laughs) I would love, unless I'm cutting you off, Eric, I would love to talk about my week.
2: Yeah, please. The floor is yours.
1: So I did a show myself as well, Wednesday, and I was gifted a special brownie. That I took home with me.
2: Oh, okay. So you didn't eat the brownie there.
1: I didn't because I'm responsible. uh, I literally, I have to plan (laughs) drugs into my schedule.
2: Hey, Hey, can I tell you about a secret edible that i ate one time it's real quick hey one time i was i ate one of those an edible um and i got so ridiculously fucked up that i i couldn't even host the show anymore and i was sitting in my car i was like i gotta go home and instead i called jeremy and told him to come pick me up because i was too high to drive a car anyway no you've
1: told me about this (laughs) because it makes me laugh (laughs) no so I, i i put it in my schedule Cause you gotta look at the calendar and you're like, okay, the apartment's clean. I have no responsibilities. I have groceries. I've got my emergency contacts on the fridge. I'm ready. So I saved it for Friday night and they always tell you only eat half, but they don't tell me anywhere how many milligrams of anything are in this cookie. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I don't really like being alive. So let's just go for it. <laughs> so, I- <laughs> so I ate the full cookie and I'm like, I don't feel shit so i just keep cleaning my apartment being a busy bitch and then maybe like an hour hour and a half in all of a sudden i sit down and i go fuck
2: <laughs> it hits you like a ton of bricks, just all at once. Like,
1: ah, I got God, this spins so bad. And I had to lay in bed for like probably four hours. And I just was like, you're going to get through this. You, you now know this was a bad idea. These are not your type of drugs. So I am still awake, but barely keeping it together. And then I'm like, oh, I don't want to puke because I was real dizzy. I hear a knock at the door. Oh my I'm like,
2: oh, not a random guest now at the, at your low point.
1: <laughs> I'm like, this is bad timing. So I go to the door and it's a delivery man. Ooh. And he's like, Are you Ashley? And I'm like, I am. And I, I <laughs> he was. Goes, <laughs> he goes, This is this is yours. I was like, I didn't. I don't order anything. He was,
2: hey, was it a, was no. it just a telegram that said, "Hey, just so to remind you, please don't eat the whole thing."
1: <laughs> so I go, and oh, he was doing a check, like maybe it was an accident. Oh, okay. And I checked my account. Sure enough, I got high and forgot that I ordered a giant cake. <laughs> 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 i ordered a giant tiramisu cake like, hi me is brilliant so i bring the cake oh it's the best cake i've ever had I, every day i've been cutting off a little sliver and i'm like oh my god it's so moist but i i ordered a cake and didn't realize i ordered a cake that's that's awesome what what
2: a fun high story see like my so high, good. my high stories end up with me not being able to operate a motor vehicle and calling my brother who's very agitated come pick me up. You yours ended with cake. That's awesome.
1: It's the most delicious cake. I
2: want if I had a dick, I'd stick it in the cake. It's so good. <laughs> hey, fuck that cake. I believe in you. Pay I, also, it.
1: <laughs> I also have oh, an can on. I tell you cash. about my
2: edible. No, do you, you I,
1: had an edible, Jeremy.
3: What? Yeah, I I had an edible and um. You know, the the melon and the uh the pineapple was good, but I didn't get high or anything. The melon? Uh, <laughs> no.
1: Okay. Like an edible arrangement? I got gotcha. you. <laughs> yeah. The
2: yeah, you kept eating the chocolate strawberries. Like this shit isn't even working.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just your blood sugar going up.
2: <laughs> Ooh, I'm peaking right oh, now. It was edible arrangements. Looks- I mean, they Right. looks like daddy's gonna need <laughs> another shot
1: Ooh, um, what are we that's Tommy's and Bazo.
2: so you
3: do have. Like s- it was like $150 though
2: so oh, well that's <laughs> totally Mine was worth great. it <laughs> <laughs> so anyway yes, I, uh, I, I, oh I was gonna say I think it's about that time if I heard you right Ashley for an honest ash oh and it's about that time again for another segment of honest ash and here's
1: Oh, hello, listeners. I recently wrote a letter to Better Homes and Gardens asking them what the appropriate wording is in a suicide note. Should it be to whom it may concern? (laughs) And I actually received correspondence back from Better Homes and Gardens. And essentially they told me, you know, don't do it call suicide prevention hotline but ultimately if you do go through with it can we just tell you that peonies are great for a funeral arrangement this has been a lot of
2: dash <laughs> uh, join us uh, uh, on subsequent weeks as we listen to more clear cries for help uh and, on a stash. <laughs> and uh, Ashley, don't kill yourself. The listeners would be very sad. They would be very sad I about decided.
1: it. But it was it was savage. Like I <laughs> I love that they ended it with if you do go through with it though, can we already recommend what flowers you should use?
2: <laughs> See that's strong. That's that that's thinking outside the box, uh, and marketing. Yeah. You know, mm.
1: do it's run a, a
2: suicide home? prevention program that also will sell you the casket, you know, that's hey, about a new magazine okay. I'm
3: trying. I'm working on. No, what's the new magazine, Jeremy? It's kind of like Better Homes and Gardens, but it's called Hoarders and Bumsties. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, Hoarders Hoard-tab- and Bumsties Weekly, of course. Yeah, I've re- been reading it. And I'm trying
3: to get the good uh, fold out page, which is like kind of like a 360 view. Where you get to see, like, somebody's dying brother in the room because there's just barely, like, a nest where you can live and die at the same place.
1: Okay. (laughs) I've been thinking of unaliving myself in the south, so that way I can subscribe to southern unliving.
3: By the way, my favorite (laughs) episode of Hoarders was the one that began... That just before they started the unhoarding, the brother died in the actual
2: hoarding apartment.
1: I um, was going to say, Jeremy, you're my favorite episode of <laughs>
2: <laughs> No, honestly, we've covered, Jeremy, one of your greatest songs is about hoarding, too, for the podcast. It's a, it's an underappreciated gem. I know Ashley knows it by heart. Pornolanch. <laughs> Don't ever forget about Pornolanch, Jeremy. Barely even hoarding. I mean, that's just a song about dad and his,
3: his magazines by his bed. So. And pornolanch. <laughs>
2: don't,
1: don't be mad. I was going to surprise you guys, but I feel like this is the perfect time to tell you. I've been making your family a Thanksgiving centerpiece. And instead of a gourd, it is a gourd carved out and it's just filled with belongings that won't matter when you're dead and it's a hoard. <laughs> 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 you can give thanks for the mess <laughs> oh,
3: man. Our, our crossover and uh how I um I originally made a a song for uh Joe Robinson from the Robin Joe show about his uh washing his penis in the sink yes I mean, dick. washing his dick <laughs> but now i I made a uh, a, a softer. Softer song
2: about his oh,
1: penis. This In one's considered
2: range. soft. Would you like to hear a bit of uh, the, the mellow version of Wash My Dick? Is that no, what no, you're... It's Wash My Penis. Wash it's, Your it's... Penis, because it's not wash. I wash my dick! This is a completely different song called well, Wash it's... My Penis, which I think is strong. Um, I'll say out of all your songs, Jeremy, this one I think you know i I hate that we're promoting another show and that you do way more work for that show than you do our own but I, i appreciate it so much that i'm going to play it and i think this is the one that might win robbie robinson over so without further ado here's i wash my penis by the great jeremy woodworth
3: Complaints about my song that they hate my singing that it's too long and I didn't even put uh, Joe Robinson's singing at the front of it like I should have with uh, him singing Under the Sea just
2: barely just barely heard
1: well, well Jeremy, Jeremy oh, sorry to interrupt no, go, go, I just go, gotta go. say Jeremy, don't let someone telling you it's too long bother you because that is the one thing that is never true of a Woodworth man it's never too long <laughs>
2: we got a little we got a little ones (laughs) um so uh literis that that's great jeremy i can't wait to hear uh joe's feedback from it Uh, i think you'll win robbie over with this one and certainly win over uh a one and only um uh joe robinson Uh he'll love it and rob will love it if they don't
3: like this one, I'll just go for the Latino sound.
2: Oh, you're going to go Latinx, Latinx version? Like lots of electric penis? A large penis, a clean penis, yeah,
0: in the sink. Yeah, hey,
2: a little- I, got, I wash my penis in the sinker, and I'm washing in the penis, and I got a penis sinker. I wash my penis, wash my penis in the sinker. Hey, penis
1: sinker. Hi. Know I'm being a huge bitch, but I can't help it. Mambo number five is about how long your dicks are. <laughs> Woo!
2: One, two, three, four, five. That's how many inches that <laughs> I can't reach your thighs. And it's really small, and I don't really know, but I gotta go. I disappointed Monica every night. <laughs> no. I, Penis I it, number I five. <laughs> my
3: other favorite part of the, the penis song is the uh, the reference to vagina because all I can think about is mod from uh, the pig Lebowski. some people are are offended by the word vagina as well as men will refer to their
2: their penis or johnson <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you well we're completely off track and we're running a little bit behind time uh let's go and hop into tonight's film for fansgiving who's our fan that picked out this week's episode
1: this is for vance almy a good friend of mine who became a listener when i joined the show
2: oh yeah i i got to meet vance at the uh, at the friendsgiving party shout out vance oh. And uh, shout out for the good pick. I haven't watched this uh, since when it came out in 2009. And uh, as a, as now being a father for 10 years, it, it, it definitely holds a different level of Disturbia now that I'm watching it in 2021. Uh, with tonight's movie is uh, 2009's Splice, uh, starring the great Adrian Brody. Um, who uh, Ashley, uh, please elaborate on your, your hatred of Adrian
1: Brody as a sexual symbol. I think he's so boring. I don't like his nose, he has no sex appeal. He makes my vanilla bean just sit still, it doesn't move, <laughs> it doesn't quiver. It's, it, it's, it, he, I don't understand. I'm like, I don't want to call him a bad actor because that's not maybe fair, but there's nothing I've seen him in that I'm like, this guy kills it.
2: Yeah, oh. I don't know. I have not. I mean, even The Pianist, it was like, it was fine, I guess. It was an okay movie, but it wasn't, it didn't blow me away. I never understood the appeal. Uh, I will say my favorite Adrian Brody movie, definitely Predators. One of the better, better Predator sequels, I feel. Um, but it's
1: not because of him, though, that it's good.
2: You're right. No, it's be, it's better because there's more Predators and there's still a guy with them. It, it's because they copy the original and they just make it slightly upgraded in some spots.
0: He would, you like say
2: that, would you say that
3: he, he, that uh, Carrot Top looks sexier than Adrian Brody? Yes, I, I've said this. Yeah, he I works out more.
1: Yeah, he works out more. He's got at least a personality. No, a- Adrian Brody is like the great value version of uh keano
2: breeds. i feel like <laughs> i feel like adrian brody <laughs> when you look at him it's like it, it it's like if you formed all hipsters into one name it would be adrian and brody it was just like those are two hipsters that combined into one fucking yes. uh hetero twink
1: you ask him what his favorite band is, and he's like, "We are Giants." And I'm like, "I don't know what." what,
3: what? Oh, I You want to say that uh, Adrian Brody is my
2: favorite uh, actor who played a retard? So, oh, what, what... <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> what movie did he play uh, a, a mentally challenged individual, oh. Jeremy? That
3: was, of course, the uh, evil retard in the movie The Village that tries uh, to kill uh... the blind girl at the end. So,
1: I don't. There's know if he was... a lot better movies with with normal people that play special people.
3: Well, he he went full tart in that,
2: so. Okay, well fair enough. I don't um
1: know. I'm- and went full tart. Anyways,
2: yeah. <laughs> now this uh this movie is uh is uh, directed by uh, directed written by Vincenzo Venali uh, who uh, is very famous for another movie that we should probably do in Quality Time sometime in the future. Cube uh was his uh breakout movie in 1997, which I think Cube is a really I don't know if it holds up in 2021, but but for a low budget uh independent film made in the 90s, I thought of Cube was always a really fun. One, it's saw in space. It's it's a fun movie to me. It was in space, isn't it? Isn't Cube in space? I think so. Yeah. (laughs) Is Cube not in space, Jeremy?
3: It's not in space. So,
2: are you sure? I I thought
3: no.
1: Jeremy's right. It's like an experimental thing. It's 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 like a game. It's like the game with Michael Michael Douglas. Douglas, yeah. But there's no there's no Sean Penn and there's
2: and also they're not weightless so okay fair enough i for yeah, some like reason a... i guess i always thought it was in space for some reason like a fake uh, gravity system like in star trek so <laughs> you gotta get into this board cube and figure your way out um so there is a... uh you
3: know, just a, like another uh allegory of like trying to uh make a, a woman come to um
2: finish so yes yes it also uh, it also co-stars Sarah Polly which I know Sarah Polly uh, uh, only from one other horror movie that's uh, that I actually enjoy is the Dawn of the Dead uh, 2009 reboot I believe it is or mm-hmm. 2007 somewhere around there uh, I, mm-hmm. I enjoy her in that she's also known as uh, the, the actress uh, with the most gums I've ever seen every time she smiles it is she has 90% gum and little little fucking tiny (laughs) tic-tac-teeth. And it... It literally...
1: (laughs) I'm sorry, I literally made a note that says, sorry, I was too distracted by her tooth-to-gum ratio. <laughs>
2: she, she has so much gum in there. That's
1: a lot of real estate.
2: I feel like when she goes to the dentist, she's like, you should start brushing harder to try to recede that fucking pink line <laughs> that's has crouching your teeth before it complete, you turn into a fucking brontosaurus. Uh, and Whenever like, she
1: does good in a scene, they give her a sugar cube. <laughs>
3: But so, <laughs> I, I want to nominate her as the top five actresses with a uh, squinty eye next to uh the uh the, the, the sister from um Dexter. So
2: Oh okay. I see I see where you get that. Uh it also uh what the the, the main actress uh who plays uh, Dren, who we'll get to, is uh uh Delphine uh Chignac, I guess. I don't know. It sounds French and looks French. I don't know how to say it. Huh? You mean it wasn't Emma Stone? No, it wasn't Emma Stone. <laughs> although I could see Emma Stone's fucking weird eyes in that role.
3: But she swore that she just shaved her head for this role.
1: This is just getting funnier because I made a note that says, "Wow, Demi Lovato is looking slim these days." <laughs>
2: So Delphine is actually uh, Billed as one of the main Actresses of the movie but she's not actually Seen in the movie till about 45 Minutes in which is pretty fun and Actually only has one speaking line In the entire movie but does Have the creepiest eyes and uh, While I was looking through uh, The facts about this movies And the did you knows uh, they did Mention that they were indeed her Real eyes they just CGI'd them A little bit further apart which is a. Scary. <laughs>
1: have, have i seen people, I, I'm obsessed with being petty there are friends that will take normal pictures of group photos and alter them and start to space people's eyes out too far and be like oh my god I love this picture of us and then it'll send a girl into a tizzy and she'll be like I don't look like that and they're like what all of your pictures look like this and they doctor this girl's photos look like that
2: I have not seen it but it is a level of petty I'm into
1: it's so good we should do it to Josie
2: (laughs) 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 oh
1: man edit that out
2: (laughs) no hey speaking of no 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 speaking of Josie hey last night I saw her at my and as we were talking about something and I was just like shut up Josie you're all fucking beautiful now and think you're important we don't give a care you're going to fucking Philly and she's like I'll be back also you didn't think I was beautiful before? And I went, you looked like trash. And then she got it.
1: She, she didn't like that, apparently. Like, that's what every girl cares about, what Eric would Exactly. About. Well, it's clearly a
2: joke. I mean, it was fun, though. It was a good time. So uh, this movie was a uh, fun fact about the movie. Uh, this was the highest grossing English-language Canadian film of 2010. So, do what you will with that. Uh, although the film itself was a complete bomb. It was filmed with 30 million, uh, for a 30 million dollar budget, and uh, only even international sales only brought it up to 28 million gross at the box office so didn't even break even but has certainly uh, gained a cult following over the years Uh, director uh, sexy adria brody draw yeah Now, Vincento Van said he, he had written this script years ago and has always wanted to make it after Cube, but he felt like uh, technology wasn't at a place where he could give it the kind of uh, uh, treatment it deserved. Um, Greg Nicotero uh, was actually the lead special effects guy. You might have heard him. He's the protege of Tom Savini. Obviously, he's one of the main producers of the Walking Dead series. Great monster maker. And I thought overall the monster for this film was really cool. Uh, a little CGI-y, maybe too much at times, but it was kind of like not in your face all the time CGI, and I did feel like there was enough practical effects mixed with the digital that it does make it a fun film overall. Um, A lot
3: of people compare this movie to uh, La La Land because of the dance scene.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we'll get we'll get to that we'll get to that. So uh, now what this what this movie starts off with a very cool first person view of the birth of Fred, uh, who is a organic life form that they have created through gene splicing. And I do like this weird kind of birth scene that happens where you see like this first person view of it looking up and are like, we got to shock it, boom, and it's like, oh, I'm alive. And uh, uh, they put this fucking giant blob into. <clears throat> Uh, a, a fucking thing with another one that looks like it and they start imprinting with each other which is uh, I, it's bizarre ashley i
1: don't i don't like it because we don't know what it is at first right like we don't know if it's a normal baby until a few minutes later but this we're like you said we're getting that first person view and my immediate my immediate <laughs> thought is like oh, do you use paddles on a Baby, I'm like, that's a really quick <laughs> way to fry an egg.
2: <laughs> they know what that baby can take. Uh, and
1: he's, so he's ugly. I'm um, sorry, Jeremy?
2: We use baby paddles.
1: Baby. Yeah. Just so
2: a little shock. It's just a little hey. shock. Hey, wait, wait. Oh, it's
3: so beautiful. What should we call it? Let's call it Abomination. <laughs> Oh my! Oh my well, God. No,
1: wait, He's hideous. He's not cute. He looks like bread that didn't rise properly.
3: Yeah, it looks like Woodworth baby, just a giant blob. Yeah,
2: so. it. I feel like it looks like the like the world's scariest Pokemon. Like you just look at it and you're like, you know, like people draw realistic Pokemon. You're like, ah, oh, kill it
1: with fire immediately. Uh, it looks like Lord what I came me. back Nicaragua with. <laughs>
3: Don't you love our new baby, the way his pet tentacles kiss your face? Yeah.
2: <laughs> so uh, they start in this little imprinting process where their little tongues come out and they form almost like a heart shape and they start intermingling. And it is one of those things like, it's like the first time you see a turtle's dick on the Discovery Channel. You're like, I don't know if I should be watching this. Also, why do you come so much? Relax.
1: Um, I've seen Eric try to kiss his wife, and it's just as unsettling. <laughs> So they, I like to think that every gay man watches this
3: with their boyfriend as they dock. So. <laughs> it's
2: docking. This is docking with our son. That was the inspiration. It wasn't the movie uh, over the top. Shout outs in our uh, archives. Now, uh, uh, our, our two uh, our two main characters, Adrian Brody, played by Clive, and uh, Sarah Polly, who's playing Elsa, uh, they have to go to the company board meeting to say, hey, we're ready to start using human DNA to start this little splash game and they're like yo you can't be fucking splicing with human dna what do you want to cure cancer we need money and so they're like fuck that it's out they need to make products with fred and ginger but they're like fuck it let's do it anyway and so i'm like the perfect comedy
3: or like oh the moral implications of doing such a thing are just staggeringly
2: disturbing but let's do it anyway <laughs> yeah. what's the worst that could happen and uh it immediately kicks off it immediately kicks off a science montage which i've never seen a science montage in a, a movie
0: montage.
2: but i love the science montage music it's like this It's we're gonna make some science Gonna splice some jeans, little stingray, here, put a gopher in there. Oh, this thing needs to make a damn. it's getting beaver for the pussy, oh yeah. And so they they go through a whole little sequence of science, they are like, oh, I can't get this thing to work. <laughs> Did you ever think of putting this in it? And they're like...
1: Which, can I be clear, though? I do not find this, like this whole movie... I do not find it that impressive when they finally are able to splice the genes together. I'm like, does everybody just forget that we already have the first subhuman species? It's called Restivo. Uh-huh!
2: shout out i missed restivo fest on on friday half
1: rodent, half and, human.
2: and I, I i've only missed and it's my first uh restivo fest and it's because it did happen to fall at the same time at the end of toyota thon which i celebrate religiously so i did miss that shout outs chris
3: um you know what really disturbs me about this film <laughs> is the fact that they mixed the DNA with Stingray. You know, that was a big mistake. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that the crocodile? Is it? Is that the crocodile hunter? Oh, I'm from the grave Am to I- talk about this film. And stingrays,
2: which are a danger even worse than crocodiles. It would be it would be funny if at one point where they're about to add the stingray DNA into it and they look up on the thing and it's just a picture of fucking the crocodile hunter. like, hey, don't mess around with stingrays now. They might grow a tail that'll fucking murder you. And <laughs> so uh, now, uh, but they're like, they do this anyway. Uh, they end up freezing it, but Elsa at the last second goes and puts it in an incubator to uh, make a fucking real viable embryo. And her reasoning is so fucking horrible right here.
1: Then we destroy it. No one will ever know. What's the point? What's
2: the point if you can't publish?
1: To be sure we really did it. To know for sure. You telling me you don't need to know?
2: Well, that's all the things I needed. Let's make this fucking weird mutant baby. <laughs>
1: Actually, I don't disagree with her logic because I've gotten pregnant before just to make sure that I knew I could. <laughs> And then you, you know, they always, they
3: always have that important uh, moral talk. What if it's retarded? <laughs> we can always
2: abort. <laughs> oh no! Instead, it just—I don't know—it just looks like uh, this uh, fucking weird, <laughs> wide-eyed, fu- a symmetrical Tommy Simbazo. It's fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> did you, did you anybody? Imagine? Special Olympics
3: in uh, in in uh, Iceland?
2: Yes, yes. Yeah. I'm aware. I'm aware. So, uh, but shit goes wild inside of the artificial womb as they're trying to uh, extract this thing Uh, it locks onto Elsa's hand Clive has to go fucking take a metal fucking uh, uh, thing and break it out of there and uh, it drops into her she goes into some weird shock because she gets stung by it and has to get a little epinephrine shot shot into her and uh, they decide later that night to go kill it and uh, I, I, I think it's weird that it like incapacitates her and he doesn't immediately burn it with fire uh like they've well, done an illegal thing and they're like oh it almost killed my girlfriend yeah we'll sleep on it
1: <laughs> no agreed that makes no sense to me either but also if you guys notice when he cuts open like the faux embryonic sack after he cuts it open he puts it in his mouth yes. the goop.
2: oh and like, god what the yeah what? And, that, and that goop Gosh. is like pure brown garbage that looks like it looks like the stuff like if you've ever seen uh uh, f- what is it fire in the sky That they like shove yes. into the guy's mouth That's like the stuff that's coming out of the sack ah, it's, it's disgusting he's like oh, Gotta do this <laughs> It,
0: always
3: it looks,
2: looks like, like baby a, bile. Ugh. It always looks like a bad dildo after used anally. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's what I was thinking. Uh, but uh, So they decide to go kill it later that night, uh, but when they get there, it's shed its husk and is now walking around. Uh, but Elsa's in there, and he's like, uh, we need to gas this thing. Put your what? mask back I on. Don't! your fucking
0: mask back on. Elsa! Listen to me, goddammit! You never listen to me! Put your damn mask
2: on. It's dangerous.
0: Oh,
2: please. And then she's like, don't worry, little thing. I ain't going to hurt you. And it's this weird little bipedal backwards knees looking like rat, uh, uh, the skin, hairless rat that uh, she's like, oh, I'm keeping it. And Jeremy, I know before you make the connotation, as this movie progresses, uh, this the very beginning stages. And I know Ashley, you haven't seen the great show, get a life. This thing reminds me so much of a human skin spewy that I couldn't stop laughing early on From like, I love it. I'm keeping him. <laughs> My favorite is, is, is it,
3: it becomes a child. It, it really kind of looks like a baby Joaquin Phoenix.
0: So. <laughs> Cause of its hair lip. <laughs>
3: I was just waiting for, like, the, the creature to come down a stairway and start dancing, like, with or something.
1: God, it does remind me when girls are like, I don't want anybody sniffing around. And then you see the man, and you're like, oh, your boyfriend isn't hot. But they're like, don't touch him. He's mine. And I'm like, oh, but he's ugly. Oh. It's this- it's the same thing as this woman being like, I love this hideous thing I've created. I'm like, mm. It's like one of
2: those sessions. No, you don't touch him. Please stop. Stop it for everyone. Involved. I'm like, I'm not
1: jealous. Like the this is the same girl I went to high school with who tries to sell me herbalife. And they're like, Ashley, aren't you sad being single and childless? And I'm like, Your child looks like an ostrich.
3: <laughs> part of part of maturity in life is is always pretending as if uh, somebody's baby isn't the most horrible thing you've ever seen. Like,
1: oh, beautiful. When someone I hate reproduces <laughs> and their kid is ugly as the day is long, that kid deserves a burlap sack and to be beaten to death. But they'll be like, this is a gift from God, and it lights me up inside. The, the yeah, part- every
2: ugly child, I always hope that they get drowned at a uh, at a, uh, a, a a weird summer camp and then uh, kill people that fuck in their woods from that day forward.
3: There's a fact of life that it's like, well, normally kids look like their skulls look like an actual alien from the movie aliens and and will reform into
2: like a round thing again versus
3: a super long sloped head so
2: oh god so uh they've he finally gets elsa out of there and then gasses the thing and uh they have a little bit of uh uh dilemma do we keep it or are we going to kill it? And uh, this is how they come to the conclusion of keeping it.
1: you really going to kill it? Hmm? Do you think you can do that? Look.
0: It's growing fast.
1: Yeah, it's aging fast. Days within a matter of minutes.
0: You think it's the Abastalma gene?
1: It might be. The point is this thing's going to die soon anyway. We're going to get to observe its entire life cycle in compressed time. We'll never get an opportunity like this again.
2: And also, it'll never make the Icelandic Olympic team, so don't worry. Um, So they decide to keep it because it's going to live its whole life out. It's it's, it's
1: the Benjamin Button of of jeans placing. (laughs)
2: This is
3: pretty much the way the same discussion goes when they decide whether to kill Matt Frewer in Dawn of the Dead. So,
2: Ah, oh, good, good point. Good point. Like,
3: oh, are we going to kill Max Headroom? Oh, no. I mean, he's so funny as he sounds like he's digital. R- 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 I'm going to become a z- z- zombie. Oh. Z- z-
2: z- z- zombie. <laughs> I love you, my daughter. <laughs> um... <laughs> So uh, they say, oh, let's just study it some more. It's going to die anyhow. Meanwhile, their new baby uh, just be screaming all day in the lab so much that they got to turn up cool punk rock music to over uh, to to drown out the sounds from the other room. And uh, they also found out it loves sugar. So it's got a real sweet tooth. Uh, that's important as uh, also, oddly enough, Sweet Elsa has a bit of a sweet tooth. She's always eating candy. So hmm maybe that'll come into play later so uh talk talk about that sweet sweet little baby voice (laughs) so i have i have a clip of the sweet baby voice now uh it's a some time has elapsed and now it's already wearing a little girl's dress uh they end up naming her dren which uh is actually nerd backwards which is oh really fucking clever nerd
1: name It's so stupid. I hate it
2: so much. So they're playing with Scrabble pieces, and uh, they were like, my name is Elsa. And she spells it out, and she goes, and then she spells out NERD, which is on her shirt, which stands for the place where they work, which is Nucleic Exchange Research and development. Uh, but when they ask her, she was like, oh, uh, she has a name, and she looks down, she's like, Dren, because she's looking at it backwards. And it's literally the dumbest thing. Like, it reminds me of my friend Sean Hell, who one time, when he was uh, talking to somebody and being a smartass and really drunk, they were like, hey, what's your name? He looked down, he was just like floor tile and he's just like people call me ft and it's it literally that's the amount of effort that's gone into this
1: yeah i would love anything else to be like oh we're gonna name her onard and they're like, what's onard and they're like it's draino spelled backwards because we couldn't get rid of her
2: <laughs> it's it's the product she survived through <laughs> so um she uh she uh does though attack uh um uh clive's brother who works at the lab gavin and he is not cool with that uh they have to tell her he's like hey chill little fucking toddler person who's trying to stab with his fucking tail um they then have to put dren down in the basement because a renovation is about to happen to the one part of the wing and they're not sure what to do with it uh but they do know that mama does love her new little baby
1: do you think they could really look at this face and see anything less than a miracle oh sweetie (laughs) sweetie you're sick oh no she's really hot
2: Oh, yeah. Clive, trust me, you'll find out. Clive does agree that she is really hot. So, hey, um, yeah. <laughs> so... So it just starts puking everywhere. And I love this little scene there where they're like, oh, no, she's got a fever. Let's draw her cold bath. We can bring her down right, real quick. And uh, Clive uses it as an opportunity to fucking drown this, this fucking abomination. And then all of a sudden, you just realize that it's oh it's amphibious because we mixed her with a whole bunch of other stuff it's actually what she needed and i love this little part where uh elsa is questioning clive about about <laughs> about how did how did you know that and he goes she has amphibious lungs
1: you saved her and how did you know you did know right
2: Anyway, how about that Bears game today? That was weird. Uh oh i love that part but that was pretty great yeah this is a real turning point in the movie because as we move forward you kind of see this part where adrian uh adrian brody's character clive starts to kind of feel guilty about what he did to to the kid and starts to really kind of grow more of a bond where uh sarah polly's character elsa then starts to kind of gravitate away uh and there are some really cool things now that i am a uh a a dad myself that i i see certain things in this movie of like i have two little girls and it is i listen i don't want to grow when we get to a certain part i don't want to draw too many <laughs> fucking comparisons let's just be clear but i have noticed that um the it, it's kind of the daddy's girl syndrome because when my daughters came out i had like i didn't have like that, that thing like where like when my first daughter was born it was like i'm a dad now i was just like well this is the thing that it is it it wasn't like a moment of gravitas for me and i had to read about it because i felt like a monster that it didn't hit me like a ton of bricks but i grew to kind of love my children as they got older right like that was a i i don't understand i didn't have what's called like a parent bond when it first happened okay so it's kind of it's like his so parenting hard. bond by trying to drown her which is a fucked up thing but uh is a thing that does happen in real life
1: Eric's like, man, you're telling me I have to see these new women in my life as their own individual persons and not an extension of myself? That's going to be really tough. <laughs>
2: so, uh, they, uh, uh <laughs>
1: she's, she's like, damn, she's right. Um, no, no,
2: that, we- that's not the thing. The thing was, is just, like, I, I, I don't think I... I, I didn't understand what a baby was until they started to become an actual person in general. I think that was the real thing. Shit. Yeah. Instead <laughs> yeah. of just a thing that needs you to survive when it, when it stopped being that, then it was, it was fucking cool. Oh, so cute. Um,
1: um, are we at the part, sorry, are, are we at the part where she's kind of reached the next age of development and, and she maybe catches a view of something.
2: Yeah, so that is the next thing that we were going to uh, bring up, is okay. that uh, Dren uh, walks in on them fucking, and uh, Adrian Brody actually sees it happening, and he's just like, just let, it. Let, let the girl watch. <laughs> let her watch like how my father watched.
1: <laughs> oh, God. Well, I think in his head a little bit, too. I think he's like, oh, she won't get, to some degree what we're doing or she won't care but can i just point out unless they are dry humping you see her wearing her pants and or underwear at no point do you see her black underwear come off and yet she is riding him like he is the only dick that's gonna take her home well i'm pretty
2: sure it's the pants got slid down and he just slid them to the side that's all (laughs)
1: no
2: Yeah, but listen, when when you're a married couple and you have a small alien child, you got to take every opportunity that you got. And right now, Dren was sleeping, supposedly. And I, I bet, you know, it, if she walks in and looks thin through a drape, so be it at this point. We got to go finish I'm, up.
1: I don't, I don't agree. I think, <laughs> I, think this is, I think this is an inconsistency. I think this is, this was missed in editing. Jeremy, Way. Can I get an
3: email perspective on maybe um, riding Adrian Brody's face?
1: Oh, if that's the only way to not look at his face, sure. I mean, I mean his, that giant schnoz might hit your clit, but other than that, yeah. he's
3: I mean, that's almost like slapping the clit or something. You know, like, bam, bam,
1: so bam. he just moves up and down between your pussy lips like a slippery hot dog that keeps falling out of the bun. Yeah. <laughs> so uh meanwhile
2: uh they have to then go the next day to the big presentation where they get to bring out fred and ginger their two little fucking already abominations that are legal and uh show them to the world uh but little do they know is that uh fred has uh, uh fred fucked ginger and then ginger changed sexes uh and went i guess she's trans uh and uh is now a dude and uh the dude and another dude they're about to fight like this and it spells total disaster as everyone watches these two things stab each other to death and then the fucking Thing falls over and just sprays blood on like the whole crowd. Ah, uh, I loved it so much. It's one of my favorite scenes in the movie.
1: It was like Eric at
0: Crabtown. <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: uh, they go back to uh, the boardroom, and uh, I love I love this little this little clip. It's a real quick one.
0: I think we have to agree that this is a setback. In-
2: terms of it's how. a fucking disaster <laughs> it's a it's a fucking disaster i like their, their their main boss is like this weird french lady she's like the lady version of udo kier jeremy if i if i may drop a reference <laughs> all right jeremy's nodding on our uh visual platform that we don't have so uh ginger i,
3: I, I don't want to like maybe spoil anything but they didn't do it in the movie But I I was really hoping later in the film that um, Dren would uh, all of a sudden have a penis come out of of where there should have been no penis.
2: Well, the penis is the tail. That's what you don't understand.
3: But also, this kind of reminds me of a Gigi Allen song, so... Oh, okay. (laughs) I I
2: wonder which one you're talking about.
3: (laughs) I mean, Both having both a penis and a
2: vagina. <laughs> oh. I, I thought you were talking about the song Expose Yourself to Kids, which uh, I was sure no, we're no. getting too oh, soon. Which
1: is when, oh. when Eric confuses hemophilia with a hermaphrodite. <laughs> you, know,
3: you know what really confuses me is like, if, if you do ever get it on with a, with a hermaphrodite, what kind of weird position you have to do to actually have both penis and vagina engaged at the same time
2: okay yeah um I feel like it's just flipped it's like this right it's like bodies like that and slammed together no yeah that's really weird
1: could you imagine <clears throat> could you imagine not needing a man to be disappointed <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> nah.
2: So, so they decide to take sweet Dren to a uh, to um, Elsa's childhood farm that she grew up on, which seems to be abandoned. And uh, we start to get the little hints in the notes of, uh, uh, Dren, of uh, Elsa had a troubled mother and a little bit of craziness in her family tree, um, which uh, is starting to show up as they go back to there. Um, she immediately gets out, Dren does, and runs wild Wild and uh, fucking eats a rabbit that she finds in the woods and they're like oh this is
1: good This uh, is this mission barbecue that you've been hiding from me this entire time but I love that like a few minutes later Elsa has the nerve to be like she doesn't eat meat and he's like what the fuck was that oh I'm sorry
2: I didn't know that was a, a homegrown rabbit that she just fucking chewed the neck out of
1: it's an impossible bunny <laughs>
3: I think I think this is this really brings it home for me because uh, I my parents wanted to give me baby food when I was young, but I literally was ready to eat meat almost when I came home.
2: That is true. That is, that that is not a thing. That is a thing of Woodworth lore. That also Jeremy came out of the womb and how most babies can't do anything except lie down. Jeremy got up on all fours and was able to look around uh, when he came out, uh, which. Oh.
3: I also hate to say that if if I could afford it, I would literally eat, like, Michael Rooker in the movie Slither.
2: (laughs) Okay. Uh, Now all the time. They end up locking her in the barn. Uh, they build her a nice little water tank, but she's become, uh, she's come into a real stubborn teen years. Looks more humanoid than she ever has at this point. She like has a very like a feminine looking face with her eyes a little bit too spaced out apart. Um, but uh, she looks uh, through a lot of Elsa's things in the old barn and sees a lot of things that she kind of likes. And uh, I don't also, it's very unsettling how she moves or she like a human one second that just fucking moves her head really really quickly and like Ooh, I see things it's like it's kind of like seeing like a fucking feral cat that you've let into your house you're like oh it's just a nice kitty cat like you don't fucking rip your face off at any second and you don't know it's like
1: it's like dating me you're like Ashley's so sweet and then you do me wrong and I'm like I killed your whole family
2: <laughs> and she sprouts like wings <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's like talking to any female, and then you make like one single word wrong, and instantly she's going, so it's like, what? You said one word? Uh, no, I meant to say, no, you, you're you're great. I love every bit of you, and didn't. In, in,
1: <laughs> well, Eric, Eric is half right. What he's talking about is when you make me angry, and then for revenge, I take out my always with wings and I stick it to your bathroom wall. <laughs> Oh
2: God with, with, with any Hot woman, territory. Uh, and then as with, a, as a man you have to walk in you're like, oh honey, I love the show wings as well.'t yeah, Lowell, such a funny character <laughs> Like with any woman you can make
3: one bad sentence, but if you make that second bad sentence, well, then, then it's just instant off. There's no talking the rest of the night. So. Oh
1: no, it's a hundred. It's a hundred percent true. Like a couple of weeks ago, Eric called me the guest host of Quality Time. God, I'm not going to
2: let that down, am gone. I? <laughs>
1: No, you won't and then i dug up his dog and i re-killed
2: it it was hilarious <laughs> jokes on you i've already snorted all over um so because you've been with us for like five years i mean like that makes you like a regular <laughs> come on so i fucked
1: up guys i'm okay. going see what i kill next
2: <laughs> so uh she does
0: yeah, uh does go? oh
3: what
2: what's in the stew dr- Dren also makes a new cat friend, uh, and you think she's about to eat it, but she really just loves this nice little cat, which goes to men like, women, women love cats. You know? If you're locked up and you have no other human interaction, you will buy nine cats. Um, now, uh, She wants though outside. That is her thing. She goes and spells it out and she's she throws a fucking tantrum in front of the two of them and then ends up climbing out of the fucking top window to the outside world of the barn. And uh just as they follow her out there, she's about to fall off the roof. She goes ahead and sprouts fucking wings and she's about to fly off before Clive comes up behind her and says, Hey, I love you. And she goes, Oh, and embraces him. And it's this weird kind of beautiful moment. And it just shows how men can ruin any woman's chances of succeeding in this world. Um,
1: <laughs> so. also, when she sprouts the wings, I realize she is my favorite X, Y men. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Elsa,
2: then, uh, uh, puts makeup on Dren, and is trying to bond with her as she's becoming a young adult. Uh, and then she finds all these pictures of Clive that she's drawn. Like, oh, did you draw any pictures of mommy? She's like, "Fuck you, bitch! I didn't draw shit." <laughs> and then like, um, so Elsa as a this is where this is petty. Elsa that just is like, well, sometimes you can't get what you want, and she takes her fucking cat away. And you're like, you might get sick. That that's the where she fucked up right there. Well, here,
1: she, she does, but do we also think though that she took the cat Well, she didn't do it the right way I agree with that but do we also think though she took the cat also in fear that if she wasn't watching she would eventually hurt the cat
2: it could be it could be that but at at this point it's like she's worried that it might make you sick well this bitch has already had it for a while she's clearly not allergic also she's literally nine
1: other creatures too so relax and let her have a fucking cat I mean, you are right though, because like whenever I want to punish somebody, I definitely take away the pussy. Yeah. <laughs> I, think,
3: I think the worst part of the film is when she forces her to wear a mask because she. Doesn't <laughs> <fit>. <laughs>
2: it's just like you're wearing you're with this cat you're not wearing your mask you're only allowed to take it off when you eat you know this dren um so uh clive comes uh clive comes home l- later and uh visits elsa and they have a fun little dance sequence uh as uh they are uh fucking dancing around having a ooh yeah and uh it starts to get a little bit intimate at one point as uh, she he looks into her and like notices some similarity with Elsa, and it all strikes him as is like this bitch didn't use random Jane Doe DNA. This is actually Elsa's DNA that made this up. He confronts her with it, and she comes clean. She's like, "Yeah, so what? I did. Now what? Well, now what's gonna happen? You know?" So. Uh, idea <laughs> yeah it's a bad idea it's just like I'm gonna make a child that also has a tail that can murder you so uh, <laughs> Elsa uh, goes to give Dren a little present and says you know what I was a little tough on you here's your cat and Elsa as a fucking power move because she kind of sees uh, Dren now sees Elsa as a little bit of competition because she's trying to fuck old daddy um, she fucking stabs the cat to death in front of her and uh, that that's, it, it's a fucking powerful move right there yeah Dren does that not Elsa correct Dren stabs the cat with her fucking prehensile tail Elsa has a tail too nah I fucked it up I get it so um she then uh Dren then steals the key that's around her neck and then starts to escape but Elsa gets up and fucking smacks her with a shovel like she's the undertaker at Wrestlemania (laughs) 5 and then drags her back in straps her down and says you know what she goes full scientist all of a sudden strips her nude fuck and this is like it. That's an intense scene, I feel like, as he she fucking cuts off all of her clothes and she's like, yeah, we're gonna have to take out your fucking little tail that murders people with all the toxins, real quick, and uh ends up cutting it off. Just as, uh, uh, what's his name returns, uh, Adrian Brody's character Clive returns, and uh, he's not happy with the whole situation. Like, this is ridiculous. How are you gonna fucking uh, uh, nude tie down our daughter and uh, that we made out of fucking abomination and then cut her tail off? And then you know, she's like, well, I'm gonna go save the company because the company needs to make more of CD 356, which is like some special compound that they've been working on, and now the other two were gone she's got all the only other ones so she's gonna go save the company and the research they're working on
1: well so the other thing about it is not only is it extra emotional and very messy because she now we find out shares dna with elsa but like as you watch her grow and she shares all these human qualities even if she wasn't sharing dna with you like related to you or whatever even I think from Adrian's character's perspective, it's also the idea that this is still technically sort of a living life. It's sort of a human life. And you're kind of violating beside of what's already happened. You're kind of violating like these civic, like human, Thing like liberties that we're entitled to. Oh,
2: yeah. I mean, I totally get I like that you that she's not only create she's not only doing child abuse, but also pissing off PETA at the same time. Like, it's a it's it's a real range of fucking horrible things she does in that scene. Uh, And I like all of them. But, you know, Clive comes over. He puts a little thing on her. He's like, it's okay. You're going to be fine. You just lost your fucking stabby tail. We'll be good. It's not like we're going to fuck later. (laughs) So, um, uh, <laughs> it, 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 to me it was very symbolic it's like oh good you've
3: become a woman now now it's time for your female circumcision yeah <laughs> so you didn't need to actually enjoy sex
1: <laughs> so maybe that's where the term splice came from it's not a brisk it's a splice.
3: <laughs>
2: so
1: but uh alas uh
3: <laughs> kiss the penis thing like a good priest always does.
2: <laughs> uh, ooh, you, you, you're fucking getting moily now. Uh, so, look, now really? later that night um, uh, Clive is watching the uh, the video cam footage and is watching naked ass Dren swim in her little fucking tank. He's, he does this thing, he's like oh this is kind of hot and then she touches it he's like whoa i almost jerked off to my weird mutant abomination creature what is wrong with me and then he immediately goes in uh to the barn hoping that she's probably caught in the dryer or something at this point but she's not um and so uh uh, so happens the uh, the the probably the most disturbing sex scene in a movie outside of the movie uh, possession and or any uh, nude scene with Tom Atkins. Uh, it is just fucking. Uh, he fucks he fucks his weird half kid in the scene, and there's no other way to describe it other than just I. It's unsettling well, to watch.
1: Well, no, wait a minute. So like. <laughs> my understanding though is she does not contain his dna in any way there's no biological because otherwise i would have been like turn it off no it's but- step bro porn i get it it's <laughs> but no you are not wrong that it is just dis- Disturbing because there's a point where he like realizes her, like she's whipping her tail around, and instead of being like ew, he's like okay, and he pulls down his pants, and he's like, I've always wanted to fuck a cryptid. And I'm yeah, like, <laughs>
2: the funny thing is, is like they, they, the only hint that they give you that he would fuck a weird monster thing is the fact that in their apartment there's a giant anime poster above his bed, so you know he's into some weird shit. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I, I, this is probably one of the top five furry
3: movies (laughs) (laughs) and 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 definitely definitely probably the number one furry movie has to be cats oh yeah (laughs) fuck these fucking leotard fucking cats and shit even the fat one i mean you know uh what's her name uh rebel wilson and everything she's still good as a cat but the other the only thing i think that compares to this is of course the uh The creepy uh, teddy bear um, blowjob scene from The Shining. Ooh,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Ooh, great party. Um, Listen, (laughs) that almost happened to me at Mgooby's last night. So, look, um, (laughs) (laughs) there... so so last uh, uh, just as he's uh, uh, about to nut she's pulling out her fucking tail to go because it's regrown and it's about to stab him in the fucking back and kill him like she's a praying mantis but uh, mama walks in and sees the whole thing happening and uh, believe it or not hey she's pretty mad about this so she storms off in their 1974 gremlin drives back home and Adrian Brody comes in and this I love the line that he drops right here where he goes cross the line things get confused <laughs> i crossed the line okay i maybe went a little too i'm just saying maybe maybe
1: that, that is a man <laughs> who is not actually sorry as a woman that's been <laughs> cheated on before that is a man that's like i don't know how mad you are but i definitely got caught red-handed and i can't explain it away
2: i like i use just like i would have used the shaggy defense had you not actually seen it um actually
1: (laughs) actually i know how that conversation went where she says and you didn't even use a condom and he goes hey i know that plastic is killing the wildlife oh (laughs) Don't want it to get stuck in her throat like a turtle.
2: You know, you know, you know, she can only she's allergic to latex and I didn't have lamb skin here. Come on, relax. Um, just use the dead cat. <laughs> just, just used it as a fucking flashlight. No, if, if women could only be more
3: understanding of like sodomy, it'd be like just like the girlfriend from uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, like. You didn't have any choice, you were gay. That's why you had to have gay sex. (laughs) So
1: Yeah, I love I love the man defense when it's like he's fucking another woman that isn't you, and it's like I tripped and fell into a vagina that wasn't yours. I'm sorry. So they have Freddie
2: Mercury. I thought you knew I was gay now his, his real clapback though is like listen I fucked up but also this is your fucked up way of having a kid where you can have full control because you have a fucked up ass mom and you're like whoa shit's getting real they're pulling cards left and right they come to the conclusion you know what we gotta fucking murder this abomination so they I'm working, wait. On, a, I'm
3: working on a new suspense film by the way it's about a guy who like gets with this chick but the whole movie is like she thinks he's gay, so she keeps trying to change him back to like heterosexual. And then towards the end of the movie, he's like, "I was never gay. Ah! I was pretending." To him. <laughs> and
2: it's called the what? Eric Woodworth story. I like it. It's good.
1: <laughs> well, wait, though, what would have happened if they had had a kid together, and he like molests the kid, and then she confronts him about it, and he's like, "Hey." you made this you did this you made a kid you put it in front of me how could i help myself it's the same thing (laughs) (laughs) it was just an experiment This is very upsetting. (laughs) So
2: they decide that it's time to just fucking kill Dren. Uh, It's been a bit much, but it appears when they show up, she's already dying. So there's a tearful goodbye by mama as they bury her behind the barn and then they start burning all the belongings that she touched within there. Um, She finds all the pictures that actually uh, she drew of mom. They were hidden. So now she feels extra shitty. It was like, she didn't want to just fuck my, boyfriend she actually loved me too but you're gonna find out how much she loved her soon enough now uh Gavin shows up with the big boss man like the, the middle management guy he's like they told me what you do you think I wouldn't notice the human DNA in it where the fuck is it and uh she says you know what I'm calling the forensic teams he's like fine fuck it she's buried behind the barn I don't believe you
1: no we'll see for yourself she's buried behind the barn
2: Fucker comes in like jeepers creepers and snatches up middle management and you never see him again he's just fucking gone and dead <laughs>
1: Got it fucking rules. I did love that. I did think the exact same thing, Eric. I was like, this is a very Jeepers Creepers
2: vibe. Oh, yeah. She's full Jeepers Creepers. She's got wings and she's fucking around, fucking shit up. Also, appears a bit more masculine than she ever is before because, you know, what happened earlier in the movie when one fucked and all of a sudden switched genders, guess what? I'm a dude now and I'm ready to fuck. Um, she got the reverse Bruce Jenner. <laughs> yes, yes. So, also, it also explains the drawings that we just of Mama, because you're like, uh, yeah. If you ever find somebody and they're drawing pictures of you, whether it's in the movie Titanic or here, it means you're about to get fucked, whether you like it or not. So as we go into the movie here, uh, uh, Dren uh, uh, is trying to pick off people. She picks off the brother next, and uh, he's no problem at all. Full jeepers creepers. He drops his flashlight into like a boggy marsh. He's like, oh, we're gonna need this flashlight and then the fucking Dren drags him into the water and freezes him real good. Uh, He's able... uh, 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 Elsa's able to drag him back out but now the fucking uh dren has her eye or his eye now on on sweet elsa as he pins her down and you hear this which is her only spoken words in this entire film by uh, delphine the actress who plays dren here we go
0: <laughs> what do you want <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh no and so begins the fucking monster rape and i listen this is a horrible scene to watch and i realize that this is a bad thing but i couldn't help but laugh at the sound of when the monster nuts the monster nutting sound is just is just a fuck
1: hearing him say i want to be inside you i'm like i'm sorry is this an open mic show because it's bringing back a lot of memories
2: <laughs> so um
1: just as that's about to happen
2: and uh, the fucking climax is happening adrian brody comes over and fucking impales this thing and now it's fucking pissed it fucking grabs him up and then uh is about to fuck his shit up and then fucking uh Elsa comes over with a giant rock and smashes it in the head but not before Dren can also fucking stab and poison Clive as he meets his eminent demise but the monster has been murdered um so very scary ending to the whole fucking movie here uh, but what what happens is uh, the lady from the company who sounds like Lady Udo Kier um, you realize that she's signing a non-disclosure agreement and uh, you do notice that she is turbo fucking pregnant and uh, she's apparently keeping this fucking abomination there is a slight thing I was like is it really the abomination or is it from Clive nutting in her earlier we're not 100% sure but not knowing uh, how much time has elapsed and the fact that she's signing a whole bunch of fucking paperwork does probably lend itself to it's not clive's baby but probably um, her own child's baby that's in her which does it does it does beg the question is this going to be just a retarded version of because like, you understand it's her own genes that are getting put back into
1: her. And it's, it's incest. Yeah, it's incest. But here's my question though: Could it be possible that it could be part, including his DNA, mm. and splicing with with that DNA? Could she just be an alphabet soup of cum? Yeah. <laughs>
2: What if what if it just makes a perfect version of her, but it has 50 percent less gum line like that is like the ultimate dream is like she went through all this just to not have a fucked up ass grill
1: instead of the line that goes down the head here because you notice that on dren mm-hmm. instead it's it's down below and the pussy just gets real big like a sandworm
3: <laughs> it's like this uh, from uh, the thing and it has teeth
2: yeah. <laughs> so after all of this wonderful monster sexual assault that does bring us to the end or she does sign the paperwork she goes hey what's the worst that could happen and that does bring us To an end of uh, Splice from 2009. Now, a a real fun thing about this movie, uh, just one other quick tidbit, is that... uh, now, uh, Guillermo del Toro actually produced this film uh, in 2009, which would be, uh, if you really are counting and taking numbers here, it's the second movie that he's involved with about a aquatic monster that yes. does fuck. So you, do you understand? Like this is. <laughs> and uh, uh I had a movie about uh, a chick that
3: had wings and. Uh and had a tail but now I did a, a movie about a woman that has sex with a fish <laughs>
2: uh, the overall body count in this movie eight the uh the organisms fred and ginger the rabbit dren eats dren's cat william barlow gavin nicoli clive nicoli and dren brings you to a grand total of eight in this fun film what are your final thoughts on the film ashley pontius
1: Oh, um, I had a good time. I had never seen it before. Last thing I'm going to say is, Elsa, you should have let it go.
2: Oh, let it go. Let it go. Jeremy Woodworth, what do you got? Um, Probably the hottest scene of uh, doggy
3: style, but this one took it to the next level because it was <laughs> doggy birdie style.
1: Yeah.
3: And um, it's, it's obviously led, it, you know, at the end is leading up to a sequel and I cannot wait until Splice Two Havana
2: Nights comes out, Havana <laughs> Nights, fucking Splice Two. Uh, I liked uh, I like Splice. I think if you're uh, if you're a parent and you want to be truly disturbed about human nature and all of that, and add your sci-fi and still see a very fucking knobby need all nothing but Adam's apple, Adrian Brody, fuck a CGI girl. Uh, this is the movie for you. Check it out. Only two ninety rent it on YouTube uh, and support
1: the arts Uh, Ashley where can people find you at? So you can always find me online at Ashley Pontius Laughs. I have new merch up in my Teespring store for Christmas and you can catch me in Hagerstown performing at Prohibition Hub at 6pm on Tuesday.
2: Hell yeah, check all that shit out. Um, As always, you can catch all things Eric Comedy at EricComedy.com Eric with a K, Comedy with a C. Um, Come um, to shows that I got in December. Me and Ashley are on a show on December 3rd. It is the first show I actually have Booked since I started my new yes. job. So come out to Haver de Grace, Maryland and see me, Ryan Lina, and the great Ashley Pontius there. Jeremy, take us out of here.
3: Well, I'll be glad to be your new son in law, Mr. Fuck My Daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Fuck My Daughter. <laughs>